0: Welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, May 21st. Very special guest on the line today, Northern Illinois head volleyball coach Ray Gooden. Coach Gooden, good morning.
1: Hey, what's up? How you doing?
0: Doing well, man. Uh, we're just, like, like you said in kind of our pre-call here, trying to figure it out every day, right? Yeah. Uh, as we go, uh, what types of things have you been up to? Uh, in general here, the, the age old, every question you get of of what are you doing during quarantine? And yeah. uh, furthermore, just how are you staying in touch with your team? What kind of things well, do you get on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think we're all trying to do the best we possibly can. You know, I made the jokes before where um, my yard looks like a yard now. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't been home this many weekends, I think, in my college coaching career. And that's only, you know, that's over 25 years I know who my neighbors are now, which is which is also a good thing. I think that that works out pretty well. And 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 we just try to do our best, man. You know, I think it's 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 been a challenge for us because you think it's going to happen at some point, you never know it's going to happen. Kind of work through it. Uh, You know, with our kids, we've been interacting with them, you know, a bunch. Whether it's the whole group together just to kind of do a wellness check. Our performance coach has been doing an awesome job, not only giving them programs to do things. But also working on I think we call the mindset cafe. So it's not necessarily mental health. It's, we're talking about trying to do things to help us for the fall and for the future. And then our position, our coaches will split up with our buyer positions, and we'll we'll interact and hang out, do some video, you know, talk about different things, which is more like a chalk talk and extended chalk talk. I think it helps our kids learn and and, and become better learners for for what we're trying to do
2: coach uh what what i guess what kind of silver lining do you think you can really take from this whole thing if if there is any as a coach
1: well i think it's about being adaptable you know i mean here's here's a situation that's been presented we try to work through it try to figure it out another another curveball comes at you what do you do you can find excuses for it but we're trying to find the best way possible to to, to manage to it the best way we possibly can you know our, our kids have done a great job in the classroom, uh, you know, even though for the most part it was virtual from, from March on or after spring break, I, sh- I should say. Um, they did a really nice job there. Uh, you know, they've been trying to understand the volleyball game from a different perspective now, not necessarily just going up there and being physical when they do it. So those are the things we try to take from them with the idea that we, hopefully when we get back, we can get ourselves, our, our bodies in a, in a good place. We'll be, you know, mentally in a good place to, to, to try to do the best we can.
0: For those that uh, don't know your background, I was just going to ask, you know, how, how did you get started in this? Tell, tell us a little bit about your background and, uh, you know, ultimately why you wanted to be a head, a head volleyball coach.
1: Well, I I started playing volleyball in high school. Now I take it back. Let me go. In eighth grade, <laughs> um, there was a, a teachers versus kids game at our middle school. And I thought it was pretty cool. It was like an after school program. Did that. And then went to high school, and there was a club volleyball program going on. It wasn't state-sanctioned yet in Illinois. I'm, right outside. I'm from Evanston, right outside Chicago. And we played late at night. We played sometimes from 11 to 1 a.m., and, and you know, we would just play volleyball, and it was just cool. I also played soccer. I thought I was going to go to college to play soccer, but all of a sudden this volleyball thing kind of sprung up. And lo and behold, I kept playing, kept doing it. Uh, we, we had a state tournament, and our team won it, which was pretty cool. Got a chance to go to Ohio State and play there um, on the varsity team for a few years and then played, finished up playing club. And, and then, you know, in my summers, I come back home and I work at the board of trade and I thought I was going to be, you know, like black enterprise guy working in a bond pit, you know, making, making lots of money. Um, and then that didn't pan out. Uh, and I, a guy told me, hey, I should try to coach. Did a couple camps. And next thing you know, I went to a place called Thomas More College, which is down on the border of Cincinnati and uh, in Kentucky, Northern Kentucky. So I got a job there at 21, and just and have been doing the volleyball thing ever since. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I mean, what's it what's it feel like? I guess to not start your coaching career until you know that late in in life, and then you look down, and then you're the program's all time leader in in wins. At, yeah, running.
1: you know, I mean, it's been cool, man. I I I am very blessed. I am so lucky, you know, to have gotten the start that I got. You know, I'm 21 years old and I'm getting a chance to, to, to play in the same conference where I played in, playing against Ohio State, Ball State, you know, Penn State and all those guys, um, taking guys on a bus to, 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 to New York and, and things along those lines. And then I came back home, went to Northwestern and coached there for a little bit. And every time I had a job, I had a women's and a men's component to it. It was at Lewis University, Loyola University, and then got the job at Northern. And I was 30, I think, at the time when I got, when I got hired here. And never thought I'd be in DeKalb for as long as I am, you know, but that was 2002. And just, again, just through great fortune, you know, people taking a chance on me, um, you know, have being around good kids and, and, and good coaches and, and, and good administrators and mentors have, has put me in this spot today.
0: What do you um, just love about – I know it's a broad question, but love about the game. I mean, what, what made you fall in love with volleyball and, and the um, – you know, and, and then specifically coaching?
1: You know, the thing about volleyball has been pretty cool, which I didn't realize until, I don't know, a decade or so ago where we can play volleyball anytime, anywhere. You know, I, I grew up, we played sixes indoor, we played triples indoor, we played triple doubles, we played it outside, we played it on the sand, we played it in the water, we played with older people, we played with younger folks. You know, and I know there's a family night volleyball that you see out in the picnics and stuff like that, but even the people still play that way. You know, if you're a basketball player, you know, what do you do? You've got your normal five on five. You might play Gus Macker. You might get some shots, you know, to some, some pickups along those lines. But I think the age disparity, there's things like that. And softball, if there's no men's softball that goes on. So I think volleyball is an awesome sport because you can do it in so many different ways. That's one. The next part is that volleyball is taking me all over the placement. It's taking me all over the country for sure. I mean, I think I've hit in every single state because of volleyball. I've I've been to different continents, you know. I've I've coached volleyball in Asia. I've coached, you know, been part of teams that have that, that have been down to Mexico, you know, all over North America, whether Canada and 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 Mexico, been been to Africa to, to, to see it. I mean, I've been around to so many places and so many really cool things. You know, I, I we get a chance to interact with, you know, our our nation's best, our world's best ever player in Karch Karai, That that's our national team head coach, and I get a chance to see him you know, periodically when I get a chance to hop out the USA Volleyball. And all those things continue to make it that much more fun for me when, I, when I'm a part of it.
2: What's, what's the biggest difference culturally? I mean, like going to all those different places and seeing the different players, is there a difference in play styles or anything that you notice as, as your time as a coach?
1: I think in America, as it continues to evolve, we have the biggest pools, you know, just of talent um and, and our farm system is not unique because there is no professional volleyball for men or women in, in the united states and so it's through the club systems through high school it's through college where most countries a lot of times you you know you might get recruited to a particular team a club team let's say it's a club team and you're 14 you start with that sporting team you work your way through so if you're, you know if you're familiar with soccer you know you, you you're able to get into that particular club you're wake your way up the U you know U21 or whatever it is if you're able to make the senior team it's pretty awesome and you're playing professionally you're able to get a paycheck and here in America you're not um so I think it's more concentrated for the players who play abroad but for sure the pool of talent is is much greater here in the United States of America gotcha, gotcha.
0: you awesome. mentioned about playing anywhere anytime <laughs> you uh clearly have never seen me play volleyball <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's definitely the case uh I definitely tried here and there. But, yeah, I don't know what what I've done is co- is called playing volleyball. Um, there's a you, special you,
2: aspect to it.
1: But you have fun doing it, man. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, least, you know, that's what's That's what it's all about. It's there's okay. nothing
2: yeah. like sand volleyball in the summer. I yeah, love it. It, it's volleyball. always been the
0: same variety, yeah. and I, I got all mm-hmm. sorts
2: of issues going on when I'm, when I'm doing that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to loosen up. You got to have a couple of drinks in you before. Well, you get, I, I yeah. was
0: just going to say, it's the social aspect of why I enjoy it. And, and it's, and it's been fun, but I play with somewhat of, uh, probably the wrong people. Cause they're like, they, they played volleyball before and then there's me. <laughs> but, uh, coach, another thing just to comment on is just Mac volleyball specific about, uh, the mm-hmm. conference, uh, and, and the competitiveness of the conference and just what stands out to you in this conference, um, you know, when it comes to volleyball.
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, being in this league now since 2002, there have been so many different, I guess, you know, versions of of what Mac volleyball has been. Um, you know, we're in a we're in a, the the middle of the U.S. where volleyball is pretty solid regionally. You know, in all our different states, Illinois has had really good volleyball. Indiana and Ohio continues to to, to develop and improve. So is Michigan, um, and also you know, also Buffalo. You know, out there in in um, in New York, upstate New York, so where we are regionally, we have a really good pool of talent to to play, and it's been our goal. I feel as 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 coaches and as players in our league to compete against, you know, the Power Fives. We're always we're always knocking on the door to you know, to play against teams. And we're able to get a big win against a a Big Ten team or an ACC team. I think you all know, kind of you know tip our caps to that and all support each other doing those types of things. Um, the biggest thing for us right now is being able to find a level of consistency again um, to where our team continues to get multiple teams in the NCAA tournament. I think, you know, our sport's been one of the, you know, one of the flag bearers as far as having at-large bids you know, for, for the NCAs, and, and we want to continue that tradition and continue to have teams that are, you know, not only playing for championships in our league, but are competing on the national scale.
2: It, and then I guess just take us back. I think your last championship was 2016, if I'm correct, right? Correct. And you, guys, you guys won that in DeKalb, right? Correct. It, it, take me back to that kind of season and, and you know, the success you guys had and, and ultimately winning the MAC championship in DeKalb.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, for us, the goal has always been to try to win the Triple Crown, we call it, the division, the regular season, and the MAC Daddy, um, which is the conference tournament. And, you know, we have been knocking on the door. We do a stretch there. Where we had been in the mix you know we i think we won three divisions in a row we won overall just came up short the year before against ohio and ohio and and the group was a pretty solid group and they were determined that the next year also getting a chance to host it that we wanted to avenge the previous year's you know setback And the group worked and worked really hard you know and you need everything you need health and, and luck and all those types of things but it was awesome, man, to play in our place. Um, for those who don't know, our, our, we have our own volleyball-centric court, victory court. It's a small place. It's not big. You know, 800 people. Um, it's a box. But it's a box for, that rocks for us. I mean, we love that place. And, and that place was jumping. And we had, uh, you know, a really good – we just went the league, you know, with the conference office helping us out. I think we had a really good setup for the tournament. Um, I think things flowed through pretty well. And we had a chance to play in the semi and played well there, and also did really well in the, in the championship. And, and that was, you know, kind of like the culmination of just of a, a year of work, which was awesome for that group. And then we went to the NCAAs, and you know, didn't play as well as we wanted to, but at least to get a chance to to, to experience that is something special for those student athletes.
0: Yeah, and, and coach, not to not to bring. Well, first of all, before I bring mm-hmm. down the interview though, are you the only coach who says the Mac Daddy?
1: man i don't know maybe you know i I I know i have my own my own random jargon i know it's just you know it's just like what i I don't want to do ever is always say the mac conference because i know that's just like the big taboo right (laughs) right so you know i think if we are back in the day when we're trying to get to a particular place we went to home sites for a while we went to spire center for a while in northeast ohio so we were trying to get there. That was always our goal. And, and the championship, we always thought that Sunday was the Mac Daddy. That was it. And we always wanted to get to that Sunday because, that, A, that day was consistent. And it helped us get to December, which is the best time of the year to play women's volleyball. Yeah. And that was that's always been, kind of been stuck in our minds.
0: I love it. I love it. I, I don't know. I, like, some sports, sometimes they they gather around. Like, they might all call it that. So I didn't know. I I mean, you're the mm-hmm. only person I've seen that. And I love it. And I'm so glad that you brought it up. Um <laughs> The, uh, you know, we've had some tough decisions to make as a conference and all over the country. Uh, sure. And, you know, the, the tournament's been shortened.
1: Mm-hmm. What's the
0: silver lining for that? I mean, what, what what can be, you know, you're still having a tournament. There's still going to be a championship experience, but it's down to four teams now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you talk about the multiple bids. Is there a silver lining from that? I mean, I know it's less of student-athlete experience um, overall, but but when it comes down to it, and you get to be in that top four, what can that positive be from that?
1: Well, let's first start off and and show respect to, you know, to our winter sports and our spring sports who went through it directly um, yeah. without the opportunity to try to plan, you know, for our men's basketball program it had had a share of the West for the first time in a while and one of the, arguably one of the better, one of the top players in our league, you know, they were doing some really positive things. Our wrestling program had, had been at a level that had been, had seen in a while. And Ryan Lederwig works his butt off, you know, to, to do some really good things. That's coming off the year before when, you know, gymnastics had, had done some really positive things. So like, there was momentum. So, in, in, in the winter, all those guys were getting ready for their championships. And that was a tough time, right? Yeah. And then our spring sports. And they might have already been involved, you know, doing some things. Baseball's trying to play. And those guys felt really pumped about what was going on. Softball, the like track. You know, we've, we've got a lot of things that are, that are going in a positive way for us over here in DeKalb. And all that's gone You know, I don't want to say taken away, but it's gone. So we as coaches from the league, and I think the one cool thing about our sport is that the camaraderie of our coaches, there's a lot of respect. And I think a lot of, you know, positive interaction, we're able to work through things. I mean, sometimes daily on what scenarios we can kind of go through. And so with, you know, with our own group um, meeting, small group and big group, you know, um, with some consult consult from admins, also from the conference office, we were able to try to do our best to show how what we have right now is pretty solid. And, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. We had no idea. And we were fortunate to still keep our 16 match season, you know, as opposed to another style. And we were were also very fortunate to keep our our conference tournament, you know, and yes, it's, it's a smaller number now, but I think we all fight to to be the champion or be top four, you know, and just puts more pressure to perform. But at the end of the day, it's 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 really just about the opportunity to still do these things right now as is. You know, yeah. We we are we are Mid American Conference volleyball still looks the same in, in our minds. It's yeah. not going to be a complete change. So that's I guess if we take a, take it from there, when we get out there and actually get a chance to play, it's it's not going to look like hey, this is something completely different than we had before.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just I just think I guess if you have. Uh... Less chance of an upset. I mean, I don't know from a coach. I'm trying to think in a coach's mind, if you have those top four teams and the regular season means a lot now, you know, a lot. So
1: for sure. So let me, so again, we have, we also have the ability to play non-conference, you know, there are, you know, as we're going through our conference scheduling right now, or not our our season scheduling, and it's about as fluid as baseball when it comes to rain delays, you know, or or cancellations, Mm -hmm. Right. You know, every day, teams are dropping, teams are adding. Um, there are a lot of conferences where they're playing the NCA match minimum. We never knew that number before. We used to play, used to know our number was 28 dates. Now we know there's 19 matches. Usually we play 30 matches or 35 matches in a year. There are a lot of teams right now that are only going to play 19 matches. They're going to play their conference season and maybe a weekend of, of non conference. We still have the chance, you know, health and, and, and everything permitting to still play non-conference teams and where we are regionally, we can play the spectrum of teams. We can play some of the best teams in the country and a lot of other teams that help us potentially get in that large bid. You know, we don't know what our NCA tournament is going to look like because the state of California has just made, you know, their decisions. That's going to take out an area of the country where volleyball is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So all we can do really do right now is manage with, with, you know, control control on our side. We feel like we can still do the things we want to do in, in our league and still you know, come out on top.
2: Yeah. Coach, I want to get away from uh, volleyball for a second. I mm-hmm. was uh, doing a little research and going through your Twitter and I, I came across um, just some of your, uh, your mixed cloud uh, things that you put out. What is it? Uh, what is it about that? And what do you enjoy doing about that?
1: So the simple is that some folks like to read, you know, some folks like to, I don't know, do crochet or knit or something like that. I, I like beats. I like music. I've always loved it. My mom, you know, had me around music when I was young. Fortunately, when I grew up, you know, there are a lot of guys, there are house parties, you know, back in the eighties. And there's guys who created groups where one guy would, you know, buy, we'd all share money and buy the equipment, you know, share the record, the record pool of, of sorts and just play. And it was awesome. Being close to Northwestern, we would DJ Northwestern, you know, fraternity parties and every time I thought I'd get to another level of my life, I thought I was done. So when I thought when I was going to college, I was going to be done doing the whole music thing, right? And then I went to college and DJ'd at some clubs there uh, when I when I could. College was done, thought I came back and started coaching, being an adult. Um, Lexi, you know, I'm DJing at clubs in Chicago where some of my buddies own, own those different bars and, and establishments. Again, I get my job at Northern. I'm for sure done. There's no way I'm, I'm going to do this whole thing. And now I'm, you know, doing weddings and corporate events. I do stuff for USA Volleyball, you know, and I'm able to, and I'm also able to now take, you know, playlist mixes and give them to my friends who've always asked for them. They don't have to worry about sending them a CD or make it, you know, make it an MP3. I can now put it online. People can subscribe and, and grab them. You know, they're 95% clean. So you can play them in a practice, play them when you work out and, and, and it makes it fun for everybody
0: fantastic. Eric, you haven't – you've never witnessed a live stream? I have. I have. I've been a part of – I've, I've watched this man in action.
1: It's awesome. I it's have awesome. It's just – man, it's, it's, it's music, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm not – please. Like, I'm not like any of the top people, you know what I mean? But I, I play music, people have a good time, and it's chill. And and from that, you know, it, it it's taken me to places where I've never been before. I, I mean, I'm I'm the resident DJ or have been for, for USA Volleyball. So – top volleyball events in our country i'm the guy playing the music how how does that work you (laughs) know what i mean i mean i've been trying my butt off for years to be a part of usa volleyball can i sit on the bench can i do something hey look man i I help them warm up i help them have a good time you know when you know when the the program wins they feel like i'm a part of it so i'm I'm blessed to 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 do anything that i possibly can
0: and you still do stuff for niu right do you still
1: yeah yeah i'll do stuff you know when we can like i've done gymnastics uh done wrestling basketball when they need me I a couple other folks that are kind of in the mix but you know i you know when they need me to, to step in i can step in and help out I okay, so it's, a, it's just a blast
0: is it like when basketball needs a really big win they call in the big dog like they call you in like you know we, we need we need we need coach good we need him to get out there and play his
1: jams are you they need the, they, ringer? They need the, they need the old guy hey you know what we need the old guy today can we tap him the old guy come in again like, kind of do stuff but do you, uh, do you have man, a
2: yeah. go ahead
1: no, 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 you're good. Go ahead.
2: I was going to ask if you have a cool like DJ nickname, like they all do.
1: <laughs> no more. It's just, it just <laughs> DJ, it's DJ Ray. Good. You know, I, I had stuff way back a long time ago. Um, I oh, just you got to
2: just... tell the streets. But what, hey, what, give, what give, us, give us, give us, give us one. Give us one. Oh, oh
1: man, I was DJ Daffy because my nickname is Duck. Um, I was the DJ Black Stallion. <laughs> um there was some uh, just you know just some some ran- just random things man And I, I thought that stuff was cool you know yeah, no, that is
0: to- cool yeah so we had yeah. we have a member on our staff was he a d no he wasn't dj He just called himself we have kadeem on our staff i think you yeah what do you call kadeem's name or what was that for something else
2: eric uh yeah he used to make make youtube videos and he would go like oh
0: youtube videos got you got you got you love those old nicknames um what what kind of uh sticking with the music thing is there Mm -hmm. for people that don't know when you make these mixes there's certain thing you lean on what do you try to put on or is, is it an open book you go for whatever
1: Open book, you know, and I think, so, you know, being almost 50, there is that pool of time, the 80s, 90s, you know, that that always seems to be safe right now for people, 2000s. Um, they call that old school. For me, that's just kind of normal. And, you know, for me, old school is like 70s and stuff like along those lines. But it's, you know, there's always an education to it, which I think is really cool. You know, the the 90s or 80s hip hop, you know either songs came from samples of the 70s and now you here you know in 2020 i hear samples from a song back in the 1990s i'm like oh that's song- oh that's a new version of it oh my bad okay um so i a i show my age but it's also, it also kind of shows how how the music continues to evolve i'll make playlists sometimes you know an old school playlist i'll, I'll, I'll try to do stuff that's current you know, I'll, I'll reach out to our team, you know, to, to do those types of things for recruiting. I'll ask them for their favorite songs and try to make them a playlist or something along those lines, you know. And then and then, then there's just other times right now I'm trying to do this, this quarantine thing and I'm trying to learn about live streaming. And I'm trying to learn about, you know, making sure my Internet's OK and, and all that type of stuff. I just want the music to play. And so, you know, I'll, I'll put some stuff together. will have a good time, play for an hour or so until one of those social media places knocks me off and then kind of go from there.
2: That's Sweet. awesome. I think uh, we usually finish this off with like uh, a couple rapid fire questions. You just give us the the first thing that pops in your mind. Uh, I'll go off the I'll go off the music one, I guess. If uh, one of your who who's one artist from today that you actually could listen to over and over.
1: One artist from today, man. Um, dang it. Today, 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 today is hard. Because I feel like everybody I'm going to say right now is old. Um, uh, I like J. Cole. I think it's all right. Um, I think that part's okay. Uh, I'm, come back to me. I'm going okay. to get you that okay. one. Hey, J. Cole is a great answer.
2: That's
1: is, is there
0: is a tougher question? Just spin off that. We're not going to use this as one of ours. But is there one song, and this can be all time, is there one song that you listen to that you never, I guess it would be your favorite song, but that you just never have ever gotten sick of?
1: Um, there is, so I love, I'm from, being from Chicago, I love house music, you know, um, there is a, there are a couple of house songs that I love, um, from an artist, Dajay, brighter days. Um, that's, that's, I mean, just a staple. And I feel like anytime I hear a trap called quest, any, any track from a tribe called quest comes in, I'm, I'm down. I, I can do that.
0: Okay. My, my question was, since being in Chicago all this time, um, uh, mm-hmm. we, we need you to settle the pizza debate for us. When we come when we come to town. I mean, I know we both know. I think the the main spots, but maybe there's something off the beaten path that we don't know about. Is there is there a go to next time we're in town?
1: Okay, so you do the whole you know the the whole stuffed pizza or deep dish pizza thing. Um, I grew up in a place called Carmen's, uh, and that was in Evanston. They have one. I have, have a couple others around now, but the the big staple right now has been Giordano's.
0: Yeah,
1: and Giordano's has been pretty solid, right? Um, people do some other places in 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 the city, G, uh, Gino's East, things like that. But I feel like Giordano's has been pretty cool for me. Um, there's also in Chicago square pizza. So it's just your normal plain old thin pizza with just big fat toppings. Um, and Rosati's out here has been really good. I mean, that's been kind of the, the, the way to go. But I think you have to try both of those. You know, There's a Chicago thin style, square style, Chicago cut. And then you have, to, you have to try the, the stuffed.
0: Hmm. Giordano's has always been my go-to. Every mm-hmm. time I've gone there on trips, it's, uh, I used to go with my mom school. We, we would take a sh- trip to Chicago and it's like, before we would check in at the hotel or anywhere we would go, like, that's the first stop we would go to. Yeah, and, uh, um, yep. I, I, I remember, I, I couldn't tell you the street now, but I remember going there right downtown and, uh, a couple of times I've come to DeKalb, I've, I've, uh, there's one cl- kind of close, right? It's yeah. There, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: In, uh, yep. Oh man, I can't remember.
1: Ray now. Sycamore, Sean and Daniel, oh, yeah, and, Dan, yeah, yeah. and Daniel, they they own it. We're good folks. Yep, We're wonderful.
2: That's wow. so—that's so interesting. I've always been a—I mean, not that I really—I've had both, and I don't—I don't have a preference. But my family's always been a Lumalnati's family.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know
2: why. I don't. I, I mean, we don't have it often, but when we go right. to Chicago, that's—that's that's what we get.
1: It's no, so. I think it's solid, it, 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 that's, that's really good, we just don't have it out where we are, you know, yeah. there's that yeah. place, there's Pizzeria Due, there's, 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 there's so many different places that are just, they're just incredible, we could do a food talk forever, <laughs> Chicago food talk forever, man. I know. You no, know? but, but I think those places are all solid, they're, I mean, I can't say this one's better than this one, you know, yeah. right. I think they're all great choices.
0: And then did you grow up, are you a Chicago through and through fan? For sure. So, yep. I'm, I'm sure you watched The Last Dance. I did. Just final question, thoughts, and just what stuck out to you about the overall thing uh, and, and how it was done, and uh, maybe something you learned from it that you never knew.
1: So what I learned is that I was spoiled. you know <laughs> the, the 90s was a period of time like I'm, I'm going you know it's my end of my high school going to college and for in that in that decade stretch, the Bulls, I think were in eight championships something like that. Mm-hmm. One six or something along those lines, you know? I mean, from ninety one through and sorry, ninety one to ninety eight, there that, that that stretch there. And just, you know, wherever I was, whether I was in Chicago, I was out of Colorado Spring, the national team, the Bulls are playing for a championship. that that that's what I knew. And we then we go to Grand Park and we'll celebrate and and see people burn things down. <laughs> so like that was a thing. I was super lucky um growing up when I worked at the Port of Trade that my boss played golf with Jordan. And I was her caddy. I used to caddy at another country club, but he let me caddy and I would just sit there and just listen to those guys, you know, trash talk each other because my boss was an all American football player in Colorado. So those guys would go back and forth. So when people say, Jordan, you know, trash talk, I never knew that. I'm like, I know that. I could all the time. And they play for just ridiculous amounts of money, you know? Um, but just to see his competitiveness in that regard, you know, it's closest I've ever really been to him. But to see him just playing golf and and knowing that he had a basketball game that night, and and just to see how how hard he worked in every phase of you know of the game, practice was just as intense as, as, as a game was. I and mean, then who we brought along, I thought all those things were incredible to see.
0: You caddied for him or in the group? Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, so I would I would caddy like you know. You know, I would, I would, I would do a double, and I would just carry both their bags. Those guys would go, and and we play, and, and pretty much, it, it was closed off, but not closed off. People would see, you know, Jordan, but but no one really came up to him and did anything. There wasn't the paparazzi like you see now. Um, it was just, you know, here they are. I got a double, and I'm going to carry those guys, and we're going to play, and we play through quickly because he's got to get, he's got to get, you know, either out to the Berto Center or, or to United Center to play basketball. And there's just money and cigars and money and cigars. And just, it, it was, it was incredible stuff.
0: Wow. these tips couldn't
1: have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? I they couldn't have been need, bad. From, from neither one, from both guys, I was doing just fine. Really. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. I worked at I made more in one loop. I think that I, you know, for those two guys that I did all summer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I worked at a very small private course here. I never uh my biggest person I ever uh caddied or went around was uh Albert Bell. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was good. It was good. He was out there. For he wasn't sure. really caddying. It was like four K so you know like spotting the ball and all that. But how far could
2: uh, Albert Bell drive? what? How far was he how far he was, was he, he was driving? good. He was
0: a gamer. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. 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 Him and uh but I don't know if you know this name coach if this sticks, sticks out of you, but Bob Sura, he played basketball for the Cavs. Yeah, 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 sure. Florida yep, State. Yep. Yeah, that was another yep. guy. Those were those were my two. But yeah, MJ's just a, a little bit more of no. uh, there, but but I uh, the stuff about Rodman, like yeah, that was just classic during that during that show and what he did. But the guy also worked his butt off, right? And he right. they knew that he was a winner and and that he wanted to win and he was willing to do whatever. But they just needed to give him his space, and it was. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. It's sad that it's all over. Um, what, what would be one documentary? Last question. What would be another part series that you'd love to watch of, of someone?
1: Well, I, I would love to see some about A Tribe Called Quest. I'm getting ready to see the, the stuff about Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, um, something on Bob Marley would be awesome. I think those would be, be, would be really cool. You know, and, and I think the, the, I know you see me leaning towards the music part. I think those are all, I don't know, there's something about it, you know, how music connects, you know, you just somehow, some way, it connects people in, in, in some regard. And then again, just their, their excellence in, in, in their field, you know, how much they practice and, and, and just what they're able to do. There's, a, there's been a, a hip hop series on Netflix I've been watching and just to hear the origins of different things and you're like, oh, well, this happened because of this, this happened because of this. And I think it's just, it's, it's mind blowing to, to see those types of things. Just like you see from The Last Dance, just, you know, Phil Jackson is, uh, is, is our mastermind, keeping all, those, all those personalities in check, you know, to not only do it here in Chicago, but in the next, you know, another big market like LA. I mean, just all those things are fascinating to me. I, I, I'm just, I, I get immersed in it, just in, the, in that how you, people work with not only the stars, but just all the different types of people, the dynamics of things.
2: Yeah, well, Coach, we absolutely appreciate your time coming on with us today. This was fantastic. So uh, uh, we appreciate you very much for coming on with us, and uh, we hope to see you out on a volleyball floor very soon.
1: Yeah, thanks, you guys, for having me. I really do appreciate it. It
2: was great. Thanks, Coach.
0: Take
1: care. All right, take care, guys.